It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Uh, believe it or not, Brady Beaton, it is week eight of the high school football season. Uh, and that uh, boggles my mind. I know. <laughs> the first seven weeks go. I uh, know. It's coming down to big crunch time. So the, we've wrapped up most of the leagues, but not all of them. Well, there's, there's still right. there's still some things to be decided. Certainly, uh, this week in the uh, BWAC, there's there might be a big game. Might, maybe there might be, um, and uh, we'll get into that today. Um, we'll we'll continue to uh, kind of uh, I don't know. I I, I don't want to say debate. We haven't. We're not really debating like who's got a chance to do what in in the playoffs but we are in a way yeah well this is well there's a lot of like last minute auditions to see just where a team is and yeah we're gonna we're gonna get a few more answers but we have a big game coming up we have the picks and we're joined by an old friend for one final time should be a lot of fun yeah and we'll get into it in just a moment when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. 
Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and uh, we're uh, joined uh, on uh, today's show by uh, Brendan Folsom, who's uh, back in uh, town. Um, why this week? <laughs> I don't know. Why would I be here this week? I will Nothing just say this, this was this may or may not have been requested about two weeks ago when uh, everyone when we kind of figured out what this week would mean. So I don't know. I, I hate to say this, but deep down inside, I've kind of known since about week three that this week was going to be the deciding week one way or another? You thought so. Maybe not quite that early, but it was looking like it early. Anyway, Dennis, uh, how do you want to get started today? Uh, well, let's do what we normally do. We'll, we'll start uh, in the, uh, the MAC, and then we'll do the BWAC second and, uh, and get into what, what I think we all think is the game. Although there are some interesting games out there this week. Like, what does everybody make of PH's? chance against a Roseville team that I know the 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 standings say they're four and three but this is a seven and oh football team averaging 53 points a game and giving up six and a half yeah I I'm worried about last week just having that week of consistency uh interrupting uh PH like I know it's a win and Nate Orioles a, a great player but not having Amari behind center, taking him out of the out of the 
practice for a week, and now we're throwing them back in there, and you got to get ready for the biggest game on your schedule since Stony Creek. Uh, Roseville could possibly have more talent than Stony Creek. I mean, oh, they, I guarantee you do. This is a bad Stony Creek team, and and Dan Perkins will be the first to tell you that is a talented football team. Yeah, like I mean, Stony Creek again. They play in what the OA Red, which is essentially saying you play in the Mac Red. red. Yeah. Like that's the that's the level of competition they play at. So when you look at their their record and you see, oh, they're they're not that great. What is Stony Creek now? What have they fallen to? Because um, I think the Free Press projected them to finish last. Yeah. They're three the and four. They've won one game in the OAA Red, and that's not from lack of trying. They've lost some close games, and that again, the OA, that's like finishing last in the MAC Red. It's still nothing to sneeze at. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Port Huron High brings in Roseville. Roseville's just got so much talent. Dennis, I mean, from the coaches you've talked to that have seen them play, they, didn't they just basically say, imagine last year's team but bigger, faster, and stronger? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I was in love with Salter, the quarterback, last year. Yeah. Now he's a year older, and apparently he hasn't slowed down at all. They still have Henry who is a guy that everybody thinks is terrific, and I'm in that group too. So uh, this is a really good Roseville team. Well, I think you nailed it two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Like, now that they had to forfeit those games, this is like their revenge tour. They're going to beat everyone up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And, and to me. The, they're the, hell-bent on beating teams by 40, 50, 60 now. The, the, the forfeit almost screws up the, the playoff brackets, too, for the Port Huron teams because yeah. now Roseville is floating around there, and before they were in another bracket when they were winning. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roseville, I mean, how many D1 guys do they have on their roster right now, like three or four? Three when I was here. They could have more since then. I mean, they got a kid getting recruited by Notre Dame. Yeah, like they have not just borderline, like legitimately power five athletes on that team. It's going to be a tall task for reporting here on high team. And hey, I know you might look at Roseville's schedule and they haven't played a world beater yet. Like, I mean, the best team they probably played might be St. Clair. Um when Matt Gold, I think we all but agree. Maybe not at the time that the two right. teams played. Saint, like St. Clair now and St. Clair week three, not the same football no, team. No, and I saw that last week. That it makes they you want improved. that Marine City game to be week nine, doesn't it? Yeah, like I still think Marine City is the better team, but I, don't, I think St. Clair's kind of found their identity a little bit, yep. which took them a while. But I, I think it is a valid point to say, okay, since they played St. Clair, they played Gross Point North, Cousin O'Warren, Woods Tower, and East Point. None of those teams have anywhere near the talent port here on High does. No. So how do you transition from a month of playing just maybe no, not a single playoff team to playing the Mac Blue champions? Yeah. That, I know you have talent, but that takes a little bit to get up for that game. Yeah. Well, it's the same with Port Huron, though. They haven't really played anybody outside of Northern. In the right, but that was weeks. at least last week. So they are in a high-pressure game, yep. a very tough game, and now they're coming back. They're rebounding with Roseville at home. I still think and, Roseville's the favorite, but yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen, Dennis. Yeah. And, and, and do we get uh, an embarrassed Amari Holler who wants to go out and prove something this week? Exactly. This is a Roseville that first week after the forfeit, so they came back. And what was the score of that 74 game? 74 to 6. Yeah. yeah. Does Amari have a game like that himself, which I know he's capable of. That, that is a hungry football player. And, and honestly, I know this might be a silver lining, 
But how much does it help to just rest your body for? <laughs> like, like I, like I know you laugh, but I mean, in the middle of the week, a guy that probably ends up touching the ball and getting twenty some carries gets hit twenty some times a game to give him a week of not getting hit from a tough defense. Yeah. Maybe have a little more spring in those legs, and I know you laugh, but that could help because I must. I don't know if he was practicing. I have no idea about that. If he practiced during this past week or if he was just gone for the game. Him and Gavin Troy, though, you're, they're, they're in on a lot of plays. Might have a little extra pep in their step this week. So um, does the second-place team in the MAC Blue have any chance against a team no. that shared the <laughs> MAC Red title this Not year? Not even close. Can, can Northern go to Romeo and do anything to, to win this game? No. Stevenson's one of the best teams in the state, and the, that was scoreless through four quarters against Romeo. Was that an, over, an overtime I, seven? I believe so. I was, uh, I was standing next to Jeff Corian from the D zone, and his, his partner, who owns the company with mm-hmm. him, was at the Stevenson game and getting text results, and it was 0-0 through late fourth quarter. Then I had to do my job, so I, I lost track, but I'm pretty sure that game with overtime. Well, I mean, you look at what Stevenson did the previous weeks, just in the MAC red. 35 points against South, 42 against Ike, 31 against Dakota, 36 against Chip Valley, nothing against Romeo. Yeah. I think Northern Northern's going to have to play a sloppy, dirty, not dirty as in cheap, like just not fun to watch football game. It's gonna. This is where Larry Rollins and he. This is what his bread and butter is: eat up a lot of the clock. Just lean on your defense to get those stops, and they've done it all year. And yeah. force a crazy play. Get try to get a pick. Try to block a kick. Get a special teams play because offensively. It's going to be a, a major uphill battle for the Huskies. They're going to need Joel Steinhauer to get tackled and to just lay on the field an extra three seconds <laughs> just to kill three <laughs> seconds of time. You know, over the course of a quarter, that's probably 35, 40 seconds killed. And here's the thing. I don't think, Dennis, you can disagree with me, but I don't think Northern – like, they might lose this game 21-3 to three or 21 to nothing. And I don't think that, like, it might not look like a blowout, but if they ever get down 10, 14 points against the Romeo defense, that's going to feel like 28 points. Well, it's definitely got to be a low-scoring game for Northern to have any uh, chance to to win it. If you're getting into the three-touchdown range, because Romeo's defense is really good, too. I mean, we're not – and they are playing every week. They're going up against Chippewa Valley. You know, Stevenson, Dakota. Dakota uh, it's it's not an easy league that they play in, and those teams no. can score, and they don't give up a whole lot of points. No. So, by I, the way, I know Northern's. We know Northern's defense is good, folks. Romeo's defense is good. Well, too. the other thing too is they got to go to Romeo, and I don't know if you know yeah. anything about Romeo. That's a hard place to play because there is nothing to do over there but football. Go the, to a football the entire game. town. Goes to it's kind of like apple picking on Saturday <laughs> and your football on Friday and Monday through Thursday. Now, nothing going on. Now you can correct me if I'm wrong, Folsom, but doesn't it feel like Romeo's the one school that kind of has the same mentality as schools in this area? That it's a big yeah. Mac Red school. Like it seems like I don't know this for the most part. They do it with their guys. Like you don't you never hear about Romeo getting an influx of kids from another school. Um, they they have the big hometown feel again if I'm wrong just tell me I'm an idiot and move on no the no you're exactly right and the best comp for that is Almont 
Yeah. They're Allmont with they're, they're Allmont with an old Ford factory. Hmm. That literally is the only difference between those two towns. Is that they have a bigger they just have a bigger population. Yeah. It's, it's, if you look at the programs, they're just identical. Just these small town, like no big box stores around. Uh, just hungry kids, farmer boys, orchard kids who there's nothing to do but grow up and play football. So, by the way, Romeo's defense this year against Oxford gave up 13 points. Against Warren Mott gave up zero. Against Dakota gave up 10. Against Girls Point South gave up eight. Then they got into a little bit of a shootout and they lost to Chippewa Valley 37-34. Might get a rematch of that game in the playoffs. Against Ike gave up seven. Against Stevenson gave up nothing. Yeah, so Romeo and, and if you went down and read off how many points each of those teams have scored this year, they score most a lot. of them are in the two hundreds right now. Well, they they held Mott to zero points, and Mott's going to try to force a two way tie tomorrow in the Lakes Valley Conference against I think a third or fourth ranked. No, South. Warren Mott. Warren, oh, Warren Mott. Mott. I thought Warren it was Waterford. No. Be like, Holy Warren crap, Mott. that's no. impressive. No, Warren Mott. Mm, White's not that good this year. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah. Where Mott. did they finish in the white? Warren Mott, uh, not, not good. good. <laughs> They're three and four right now. Their only wins are against Lakeview and Lons Cruz North. And, I mean, Lons Cruz North would struggle to win any league in the MAC. They've scored 22 points this season. Yeah, but how good is a, a white team in the blue or the gold? You know? Not good. I'm telling you, the white is very down. Port well, Huron High or Northern would have competed for a white title. Um, Anchor Bay, 6-1, and one, won the white. Not Play, surprised. Playing 1-6 and six Eisenhower this week. Is there any chance for Anchor Bay to beat Ike for the first time in school history? Yeah, look who their head coach is. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's a huge factor. That is a huge factor. And, yeah, I think Anchor Bay might have the guns. They just... I think a lot of that is getting over the, the 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 face, and we've never beat them before, and this is our chance, and you have the pressure on you. Where Ike's just like, "All right, we're playing Anchor Bay again. Like we're we're one in six. Like let's just roll the ball out and see what happens." Yeah. yeah. Well, Coach G probably doesn't even know what their record is, <laughs> what Anchor Bay's record, and doesn't care. Right. Yeah. He's just like, "Here's the faceless opponent in front of us." All right. Well, let's um let's get through this one pretty quickly. Uh, Marine City plays Lincoln. Do they get more or less than 50 points? I, that's actually a really hard question because it's like, when do they pull the kids? Do they get more or less than 50 points? It's basically how many points do they have four minutes before halftime right. is what it is because that's when they usually pull the pull the so, players. So will they get more or less than 50, and will they give up single or double digits? Because Marine City apparently this year is not allowed to get a shutout. No, they're, they're getting a shutout this week. I'm going to go 42 to nothing at halftime, and they coast in the second half. Even though against Lincoln, they could put up 70 without breaking a sweat. Uh, That's like or am a, I just pouring a poison Charles Tiger, two catches for 178 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns. Like, That's what it's going to be. One of yeah. those Zach, Zach Tetler, three carries, 208 yards, and three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Scott Kretschmar, you know, he's the ground and pound back with seven carries <laughs> That's for 81 be. yards. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Yeah, so, all right, Mariner fans, next week you'll get a lot more to talk about when you take on Notre Dame prep. That's going to be an exciting that, game. That will be very exciting. I am so curious to see, just for playoff potential, mm -hmm. uh, what that game – that game will say so much about the D5 playoffs. And kind of the D4 because Notre Dame prep could very well match up with a Crosslex, North yep. Branch, or St. Clair. Yeah. So we'll, that's a game that I'm very excited to do. And this is kind of like my trio of like games when I saw I have these three in a row. I'm very excited. That's the that's the You're crescendo. calling that game? Yeah. Do you get to call any of the good games? 
I let him. I'm a very nice boss, and I let him pick the game he wants to go to. You got to the Marys most bailouts. weeks. Well, well, what I what I did um, this week though was I looked ahead at the weather and said, "I'm indoors. I'm going to yeah. Memorial Stadium. Good luck with that Crosslex Armada game out in the rain." Also, he doesn't like East China Stadium at night. I'll go there during the day. Any afternoon game I will do there, but at night. And just my eyes aren't good enough anymore. You're too far back, and it's too poorly lit. And both St. Clair and, and Marine City's yeah, home uniforms suck. You get the best they, ball spotter in, in the area they, and build a row. <laughs> Bill's got a new clock to deal with there, and there's a whole lot of buttons. Oh, and he get and he gets to see him during uh, Mooney's games. Yeah. So, yeah, Marine City, um, unless a meteor hits in Warren Friday night, you're going to be 8-0. All right, St. Clair. This one's probably the most interesting game on the slate left. They host Lakeview. Lakeview, again, a white team, and they didn't do too bad in the white. I mean, they went 2-3. and three. Uh, They beat Ford and Lons Cruz North, lost to Mott. They're a 3-4 and four team. They're really a 2-5 and five team because a, a forfeit to Roseville. They didn't have a forfeit to Roseville. Don't, aren't they one of the no. Roseville games? No. Thought they were one of the They Roseville are not games. one of the Roseville okay. games. They I apologize, beat, but they're still not that good. They beat Crestwood 36-18. Have you learned anything about Crestwood? Since uh, Crestwood's left? a respectable team in the Western Wayne. Okay. They're, who, who would be a good comp for them? Well, this says they, they're they, somewhere between North Branch and Almont. Somewhere in type of that type of level. Okay. Then they lost to Gross Point South forty one to nothing. Lost to Utica forty nine thirteen. Lost to Mott thirty to twenty seven. Beat Lons Cruz North as apparently everybody does this year by a lot. Lost to Anchor Bay thirty two seven and then beat Utica Ford thirty six thirty. I'm surprised they gave up thirty points to uh Utica Ford. Utica Ford hadn't yeah. scored that many all year. Um, I've, I've seen Lakeview a couple times. Um, this is going to be a game where Ethan White's going to have to have, like, 12 tackles. They're going to have to put him in the box. You know, all the DVs are going to have to contain the run because they're going to run the ball 35, 40 times, Lakeview is. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched them against Northern last year. They had over 300 yards, and I think they threw one or two passes the whole game. They're not going to pass. Yeah, because they're running the wing T now, and – yeah. Not, not like you'd expect Lakeview in the past that spreads it out. St. Clair, a little bit of a short week. Ho- uh, Logan Ellis did get banged up a little bit at the end of the game on Saturday, but I think if St. Clair wants to be seen as a threat in the playoffs at all, they win this game because they because St. Clair uh, next week, yeah. they take on Marysville. I think they if they want to be considered – a threat in the playoffs, they go 2-0 and and finish the season 8-1, and yeah. or if you want to not give them the Roseville game. Still, 7-2 and is a very, very respectable record. Yeah, they should win this game and have an Indianapolis Colts week next week where Peyton Manning doesn't play. <laughs> they go into the playoffs <laughs> rested. Coach Bishop texted me this morning, so it's so funny that I came up here to talk St. Yeah. Clair football, and he texted me. So, Dennis, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I like the way the Saints are playing right now. I, I was down on the Saints early in the year, uh, especially after week three. Like, you know, you're you, at that point you're like, wow, these guys are a distant second or third best in their league. The, the, I started turning when they went down to Gross Point North and came from behind and won that football game. And also, like, my eyebrow raised when I watched Northern play East Point mm-hmm. and struggled to win eight to six, and then the Saints put 
51 points yeah. up on them. And then a 7 nothing game for Northern with Lakeshore, and the Saints are putting 49 points up on them. Mm. I'm like, you know, maybe I've been a little too rough on the Saints. Uh, and I kind of felt that they'd do to tower what they did. Like, I, I guess I wasn't expecting 29 points in the first quarter, but 42-14 was kind of the score I was thinking as a final score. Is, it, this, is this the best team in school history? For St. Clair? No, Think about it. No, twenty. that 2013 team was ridiculous. I'm talking I, about for what they're going to achieve. They got a conference title, right? And 20, 2013, they won their okay. conference and went to a state semifinal. Okay, that's fair. And so, I will tell you, as someone who still played against teams, that team, right? yeah, that's only their fourth time because ever in school history. Look, look at it this way. Like winning Marine a City is a regional final team at worst. Yes. And we're thinking state final hopes, right? Yes. Roseville in one of the toughest is, divisions. Roseville's going to lose to De La Salle in the playoffs. No, they're going mm. to. Uh, De La Salle's the best team I've seen this year. <laughs> De La Salle's disgustingly good. Um, they'll lose to De La Salle in whatever, whatever round that's going to be, regional, something. Or districts, depending on. If Lakeview makes it, that throws a lot so of things off. So think about it. So, like, Roseville could compete for a state title if they weren't in the division that they were in. Yeah. So those are the two losses St. Clair has right now is the point I'm trying to make. Two teams that could win state titles. Like, that's going into the season. We did not think that was going to be what we were looking at with the Saints. No. No. And that's a credit to those kids. And I think, Dennis, you made a really good point earlier. I think it took them a little bit to find their identity. Because once they did, since that Roseville game, 51-28, 39-33, forfeit against Cousino, which would have been 70 four to nothing two minutes in and then tower 42 14 that has been a very well-oiled machine well that, that's what i mean like when when we went out to their camp like my question wasn't are the saints going to play hard they're going to play hard do the saints have some guys they got some guys yeah they got some dudes um my question was you know how much offense were they really going to have like i thought they would struggle to score points this year, they kind of struggled to score points last year. But, I mean, 49, 51, 39, 42, they're not struggling to score points. They obviously have some offense. I'm still blown away that Luke's got that howitzer for an arm. I just did. Oh, he made a throw in the tower game. He was on the run on, like, his own 47, and the ball landed inside the five. On the run. It was you unbelievable. You look at him, and he doesn't look like much. And then he just just smokes one for 40 yards on a rope. And that, that's a big, big difference. Um, and I know this doesn't make a difference in playing football, but he's just so easy to root for. Like, you want him to do well. Yeah. You just He's so likable that you just want him to do good oh, yeah, things. Yeah, both Ellis's are. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's good for the kids that they're doing that. Uh, well, they'll, after this week, they'll take on Marysville. Marysville going to go on and take the one Mac bronze team worth its weight in Lampfear, and I think they're a talented team. It's just how talented, and I think Marysville's going into that game as the underdog. Well, I think Marysville's also going into that game undermanned. I, I think they are really banged up. Even the kids that are playing, I think, are playing hurt. Yeah. Um, and Marysville right now is in a, a, a bad spot, and I, and I just feel like if they get a win this week, Derek Meyer gets coach of the year. Just because of how banged up that yeah. I mean, you saw them last week, they were dropping like flies. Yeah, I, I think they've got their their work cut out for them. Um, and Lampfear again, 
another offense that scores points, and I get it. They're playing bronze teams. If Lanfear is not in the silver or gold next year, I'm going to be upset about that. Like, they're the biggest school in Madison Heights, and they're in the worst division. Yeah. Like, well, Bishop Foley's basically playing in the gold of the Catholic Central uh, – well, uh, the Catholic League. And um, Madison should be playing in the bronze. I know Madison was good four years well, ago. I will tell you before size. last year, and this is part of the thing that I've talked about with him is my bias against Lamphere. Lamphere was the – they had five homecoming games. Yeah. They were – that was the game when I – when I saw them on the schedule, it's like, okay, probably didn't pay enough attention in practice as I needed to because I knew I was going to get two sacks, I was going to get ten tackles, and it was going to be over by halftime. And, I mean, before last year, their records, two and seven, one and eight, five and five, oh and nine, two and seven, three and six, one and eight, four and five, three and six, and that takes you back ten years. Yeah, this is a Division four school playing against D7 teams, though, and that's So Lamphere's going to have to bump up, and one of Clintondale and Madison's going to have to move down. They both should. But, yeah, no, that, that'll be something I think we do come the end of the season is, is draw up what we think the max should be next Who year. Who would be the other team in the bronze that would come up? Because Clinton – Centerline. Uh, yeah, Centerline should be up then because yeah, New Centerline, Haven and Clawson. Clawson's one of the small schools in the MAC. They can't move up. Centerline has D5. They have 500 and some kids. They should be so. in the silver. Yeah, anyway, but that's – are they uh, going to drop Hazel Park and bring Mount Clemens back? Yeah, <laughs> or, just, or just dissolve the MAC. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Marysville undermanned, hoping that they can scratch and claw for a win and set themselves up for a potentially – Big game against St. Clair, but it's going to be tough. Lamphere and and Lamphere right now is Algonac a few years ago. Everybody's like, nobody wants to take Algonac serious, and then after two yeah. or three good years in a row, it's like, oh, boy, we've got to take Algonac serious. Yeah. Yeah. No. How Lamp- many playoff points does Lamphere even have with their schedule? Um, it's got to be terrible, Let right? me pull that up for you. They are a D4 team because they could play – Right now at six and one, they would be a three seed. At they have about forty nine points. For reference, Cross Lex only has forty seven. Yeah, isn't no uh, no playoff point is created equally, right? Because they're God. playing D six Elmont, but D six Elmont mm-hmm. is nothing like D four oh, MLA City. D six yeah. Elmont would win the bronze going away. They would compete in the silver. They would, they would compete, compete in the, in the gold outside of Roseville because Roseville's just that damn good. Yeah. Um, That's what but we've said. Ro- Roseville should be up in at least the blue, if not the white. Probably the white, honestly. Yeah. D2, and they got all the Division One players. But this is – Lakeshore should be in Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't with these divisional realignments because you got to do every two years because you got to do a home and an away game, right? Right. But with the way the enrollments work in – specifically Macomb County with the transfers, it's like <laughs> – The recruits. You almost have to realign every year. You almost have to to make this like competitive. Or just have a stable conference. Wacky idea. Hasn't worked for the BWAC for 20-some years. It'll be interesting to see what the divisional lines are next year when they redo it, if they do it based on playoff. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot on enrollment. It is going to be Or make me the commissioner of high school football in the state of Michigan and after three death penalties in the first week on the job <laughs> for uh, schools that are recruiting players, the recruiting will stop. It's like what do you do with <laughs> Fitzgerald and Marysville? Yeah. They can't be in the silver and play against Clintondale and, and 
and it, center line. It's going to be get tough. playoff points. It know? is going to be tough. So, anyway, BWAC on the other side of this. BWAC break. on the other side, and we'll get to the uh, the the big one this week that uh, you will be at and that we will be focusing on very heavily in the next segment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Uh, believe it or not, Brady Beaton, it is week eight of the high school football season. Uh, and that uh, boggles my mind. I know. <laughs> the first seven weeks go. I uh, know. It's coming down to big crunch time. So the, we've wrapped up most of the leagues, but not all of them. Well, there's, there's still right. there's still some things to be decided. Certainly, uh, this week in the uh, BWAC, there's there might be a big game. Might, maybe there might be, um, and uh, we'll get into that today. Um, we'll we'll continue to uh, kind of uh, I don't know I I, I don't want to say debate. We haven't we're not really debating 
like who's got a chance to do what in in the playoffs, but we are in a way. Yeah, well, this is well. There's a lot of like last minute auditions to see just where a team is, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a few more answers. But we have a big game coming up. We have the picks, and we're joined by an old friend for one final time. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and we'll get into it in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and uh, we're uh, joined uh, on uh, today's show by uh, Brendan Folsom, who's uh, back in uh, town. Um, why this week? <laughs> I don't know. Why would I be here this week? I will Nothing just say this, this was this may or may not have been requested about two weeks ago when uh, everyone when we kind of figured out what this week would mean. So I don't know. Yes. I, I hate to say this, but deep down inside, I've kind of known since about week three that this week was going to be the deciding week one way or another? You thought so. Maybe not quite that early, but it was looking like it early. Anyway, Dennis, uh, how do you want to get started today? Uh, well, let's do what we normally do. We'll, we'll start uh, in the, uh, the MAC, and then we'll do the BWAC second and, uh, and get into w- what I think we all think is the game. Although there are some interesting games out there this week. Like, what does everybody make of PH's? chance against a Roseville team that I know the 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 standings say they're four and three but this is a seven and0 football team averaging 53 points a game and giving up six and a half yeah I I'm worried about last week just having that week of consistency uh, interrupting uh, pH like I know it's a win and Nate Orioles a, a great player but not having Amari behind center, taking him out of the out of the practice for a week, and now we're throwing him back in there, and you got to get ready for the biggest game on your schedule since Stony Creek. Uh, Roseville could possibly have more talent than Stony Creek. I mean, oh, they, I guarantee you do. This is a bad Stony Creek team, and and Dan Perkins will be the first to tell you that as a talented football team. Yeah, like I mean, Stony Creek again. They play in what the OA red, which is essentially saying you play in the Mac, Mac red. red. 
Yeah. Like that's the that's the level of competition they play at. So when you look at their their record and you see, oh, they're they're not that great. What is Stony Creek now? What have they fallen to? Because um, I think the free press projected them to finish last. Yeah. They're three the and four. They've won one game in the OAA Red, and that's not from lack of trying. They've lost some close games, and that again, the OAA, that's like finishing last in the MAC Red. That's still nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Port Huron High brings in Roseville. Roseville's just got so much talent. Dennis, I mean, from the coaches you've talked to that have seen them play, they, didn't they just basically say, imagine last year's team but bigger, faster, and stronger? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I was in love with Salter, the quarterback, last year, yeah. and now he's a year older, and apparently he hasn't slowed down at all. They still have Henry, who is a guy that everybody thinks is terrific, and I'm in that group too, so – uh, this is a really good Roseville team. Well, I think you nailed it two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Like, now that they had to forfeit those games, this is like their revenge tour. They're going to beat everyone up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And, and to me. The, they're the, hell-bent on beating teams by 40, 50, 60 now. The, the, the forfeit almost screws up the, the playoff brackets, too, for the Port Huron teams because yeah. now Roseville is floating around there, and before they were in another bracket when they were winning. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rose. I mean, how many D one guys do they have on their roster right now? Like three or four. Three. When I was here, they could have more since then. I mean, they got a kid getting recruited by Notre Dame. Yeah, like <laughs> they have not just borderline, like legitimately power five athletes on that team. It's going to be a tall task for reporting here on I team. And hey, I know you might look at Roseville's schedule, and they haven't played a world beater yet. Like, I mean, the best team they've probably played might be St. Clair. Um, when Matt Gold, I think we all but agree. Maybe not at the time that the two right. teams played. Saint, like St. Clair now and St. Clair week three, not the same football no, team. No, and I saw that last week. That Makes they you want improved. that Marine City game to be week nine, doesn't it? Yeah, like I still think Marine City is the better team, but I, don't, I think St. Clair's kind of found their identity a little bit, yep. which took them a while. But I, I think – it is a valid point to say, okay, since they played St. Clair, they played Gross Point North, Cousin O'Warnwood's Tower, and East Point. None of those teams have anywhere near the talent port here on High does. No. So how do you transition from a month of playing just maybe no, not a single playoff team to playing the Mac Blue champions? Yeah. That, I know you have talent, but that takes a little bit to get up for that game. Yeah. Well, it's the same with Port Huron, though. They haven't really played anybody outside of Northern. In the right, but that was weeks. at least last week. So they are in a high-pressure game, yep. a very tough game, and now they're coming back. They're rebounding with Roseville at home. I still think and, Roseville's the favorite, but yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen, Dennis. Yeah. And, and, and do we get uh, an embarrassed Amari Holler who wants to go out and prove something this week? Exactly. This is at Roseville that first week after the forfeit, so they came back. And what was the score of that 74 game? 74 to 6. Yeah. yeah. Does Amari have a game like that himself, which I know he's capable of. That, that is a hungry football player. And, and honestly, I know this might be a silver lining, but how much does it help to just rest your body for oh, – <laughs> like, like, I, like, I know you laugh, but, I mean, in the middle of the week, a guy that probably ends up touching the ball and getting – 20-some carries, gets hit 20-some times a game. To give him a week of not getting hit from a tough defense, yeah. maybe have a little more spring in those legs. And I know you laugh, but that could help because I must. I don't know if he was practicing. I have no idea about that. If he practiced 
during this past week or if he was just gone for the game. Him and Gavin Troy, though, you're, they're, they're in on a lot of plays. Might have a little extra pep in their step this week. So um, does the second-place team in the Mac Blue have any chance against a team no. that shared the <laughs> Mac Red title this Not year? Not even close. Can, can Northern go to Romeo and do anything to, to win this game? No. Stevenson's one of the best teams in the state, and the, that was scoreless through four quarters against Romeo. Was that an, over, an overtime I, seven? I believe so. I was, uh, I was standing next to Jeff Corian from the D zone, and his, his partner, who owns the company with mm-hmm. him, was at the Stevenson game and getting text results, and it was 0-0 through late fourth quarter. Then I had to do my job, so I, I lost track, but I'm pretty sure that game with overtime. Well, I mean, you look at what Stevenson did the previous weeks, just in the MAC red. 35 points against South, 42 against Ike, 31 against Dakota, 36 against Chip Valley, nothing against Romeo. Yeah. I think Northern Northern's going to have to play a sloppy, dirty, not dirty as in cheap, like just not fun to watch football game. It's gonna. This is where Larry Rollins and he. This is what his bread and butter is: eat up a lot of the clock. Just lean on your defense to get those stops, and they've done it all year. And yeah. force a crazy play. Get try to get a pick. Try to block a kick. Get a special teams play because offensively. It's going to be a, a major uphill battle for the Huskies. They're going to need Joel Steinhauer to get tackled and to just lay on the field an extra three seconds <laughs> just to kill three <laughs> seconds of time. You know, over the course of a quarter, that's probably 35, 40 seconds killed. And here's the thing. I don't think, Dennis, you can disagree with me, but I don't think Northern – like, they might lose this game 21-3 to three or 21 to nothing. And I don't think that, like, it might not look like a blowout, but if they ever get down 10, 14 points against the Romeo defense, that's going to feel like 28 points. Well, it's definitely got to be a low-scoring game for Northern to have any uh, chance to to win it. If you're getting into the three-touchdown range, because Romeo's defense is really good, too. I mean, we're not – and they are playing every week. They're going up against Chippewa Valley. You know, Stevenson, Dakota. Dakota uh, it's it's not an easy league that they play in, and those teams no. can score, and they don't give up a whole lot of points. No. So, by I, the way, I know Northern's. We know Northern's defense is good, folks. Romeo's defense is good. Well, too. the other thing too is they got to go to Romeo, and I don't know if you know yeah. anything about Romeo. That's a hard place to play because there is nothing to do over there but football. Go the, to a football the entire game. town. Goes to it's kind of like apple picking on Saturday <laughs> and your football on Friday and Monday through Thursday. Now, nothing going on. Now you can correct me if I'm wrong, Folsom, but doesn't it feel like Romeo's the one school that kind of has the same mentality as schools in this area? That it's a big yeah. Mac Red school. Like it seems like I don't know this for the most part. They do it with their guys. Like you don't you never hear about Romeo getting an influx of kids from another school. Um, they they have the big hometown feel again if I'm wrong just tell me I'm an idiot and move on no the no you're exactly right and the best comp for that is Almont yeah they're Almont with they're, they're Almont with an old Ford factory <laughs> that literally is the only difference between those two towns is that they have a bigger they just have a bigger population yeah it's, it's if you look at the programs they're just identical just these small town like no big box stores around uh, just hungry kids, farmer boys, orchard kids who there's nothing to do but grow up and play football. 
So, by the way, Romeo's defense this year against Oxford gave up 13 points. Against Warren Mott gave up zero. Against Dakota gave up 10. Against Girls Point South gave up eight. Then they got into a little bit of a shootout and they lost to Chippewa Valley 37-34. Might get a rematch of that game in the playoffs. Against Ike gave up seven. Against Stevenson gave up nothing. Yeah, so Romeo... And, and if you went down and read off how many points each of those teams have scored this year... They score Most a lot. of them are in the 200s right now. Well, they they held Mott to zero points, and Mott's going to try to force a two-way tie tomorrow in the Lakes Valley Conference against, I think, a third or fourth ranked... No, South. Warren Mott. Warren, oh, Warren Mott. Mott. I thought Warren it was Waterford. No. be like, holy Warren crap, Mott. that's no. impressive. No, Warren Mott... Mm, White's not that good this year. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah. Where Mott. did they finish in the White? Warren Mott, uh, not, not good. good. <laughs> They're three and four right now. Their only wins are against Lakeview and Lons Cruz North. And, I mean, Lons Cruz North would struggle to win any league in the MAC. They've scored 22 points this season. Yeah, but how good is a, a white team in the blue or the gold? You know? Not good. I'm telling you, the white is very down. Port well, Huron High or Northern would have competed for a white title. Um, Anchor Bay, six and one, won the white. Not Play, surprised. Playing one and six Eisenhower this week. Is there any chance for Anchor Bay to beat Ike for the first time in school history? Yeah, look who their head coach is. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's a huge factor. That is a huge factor. And, yeah, I think Anchor Bay might have the guns. They just – I think a lot of that is getting over the, 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 the face and we've never beat them before and this is our chance. And you have the pressure on you where Ike's just like, all right, we're playing Anchor Bay again. Like, we're, we're one in six. Like, let's just roll the ball out and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, Coach G probably doesn't even know what their record is, <laughs> what Anchor Bay's record, and doesn't care. Right, yeah, he's just like, here's the faceless opponent in front of us. All right, well, let's, um, let's get through this one pretty quickly. Uh, Marine City plays Lincoln. Do they get more or less than 50 points? I, that's actually a really hard question because it's like, when do they pull the kids? Do they get more or less than 50 points? It's basically how many points do they have four minutes before halftime right. is what it is because that's when they usually pull the pull the so, players. So will they get more or less than 50, and will they give up single or double digits? Because Marine City apparently this year is not allowed to get a shutout. No, they're, they're getting a shutout this week. I'm going to go 42 to nothing at halftime, and they coast in the second half, even though against Lincoln they could put up 70 without breaking a sweat. Uh, That's like or am a, I just pouring what, a poison Charles Tiger, two catches for 178 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns. Like, That's what it's going to be. One of yeah, those Zach, Zach Tetler, three carries, 208 yards, and three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Scott Kretschmar, you know, he's the ground and pound back with seven carries <laughs> That's for 81 be. yards. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Yeah, so, all right, Mariner fans, next week you'll get a lot more to talk about when you take on Notre Dame prep. That's going to be an exciting that, game. That will be very exciting. I am so curious to see, just for playoff potential, mm -hmm. uh, what that game – that game will say so much about the D5 playoffs. And kind of the D4 because Notre Dame prep could very well match up with a Cross-Lex, North yeah. Branch, or St. Clair. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, that's a game that I'm very excited to do. And this is kind of like my trio of like games when I saw I have these three in a row. I'm very excited. That's the that's You're the You're calling that game? Yeah. Do you get to call any of the good games? I let him I'm a very nice boss and I let him pick the game he wants to go to. You got to the Mary's most and weeks. Well, well what I, what I did um, this week though was I looked ahead at the weather and said, "I'm indoors. I'm going to yeah. Memorial Stadium." Good luck with that Crosslex Armada game out in the rain. Also, he doesn't like East China Stadium at night. I'll go there during the day. Any afternoon game I will do there, but at night 
and just my eyes aren't good enough anymore. You're too far back, and it's too poorly lit. And both St. Clair and, and Marine City's yeah, home uniforms suck. You get the best they, ball spotter in, in the area they, and build a row. <laughs> Bill's got a new clock to deal with there, and there's a whole lot of buttons. Oh, and he get and he gets to see him during uh, Mooney's games. Yeah. So, yeah, Marine City, um, unless a meteor hits in Warren Friday night, you're going to be 8-0. Yeah. All right, St. Clair. This one's probably the most interesting game on the slate left. They host Lakeview. Lakeview, again, a white team, and they didn't do too bad in the white. I mean, they went 2-3. and three. Uh, They beat Ford and Lance Cruz North, lost to Mott. They're a 3-4 team. They're really a 2-5 and five team because – a, a, a forfeit to Roseville. They didn't have a forfeit to Roseville. Don't aren't they one of the no. Roseville games? No, thought they were one of. The they Roseville are not games. one of the Roseville okay. games. They I apologize, beat, but they're still not that good. They beat Crestwood thirty-six to eighteen. Have you learned anything about Crestwood since uh, Crestwood's left? a respectable team in the Western Wayne? Okay. they're who who would be a good comp for them? Well, this says they they're uh, somewhere between North Branch and Almont, somewhere in type of that type of level. Okay. Then they lost to Gross Point South forty one to nothing. Lost to Utica forty nine thirteen. Lost to Mott thirty to twenty seven. Beat Lance Cruz North as apparently everybody does this year by a lot. Lost to Anchor Bay thirty two seven and then beat Utica Ford thirty six thirty. I'm surprised they gave up thirty points to uh Utica Ford. Utica Ford hadn't yeah. scored that many all year. Um I've I've seen Lakeview a couple times. Um, this is going to be a game where Ethan White's going to have to have like twelve tackles. They're going to have to put him in the box. You know, all the DBs are going to have to contain the run because they're going to run the ball thirty-five, forty times. Lakeview is. Mm-hmm. Like I watched them against Northern last year. They had over three hundred yards, and I think they threw one or two passes the whole game. They're not going to pass. Yeah, because they're running the wing T now and. Yeah. Not, not like you'd expect Lakeview in the past that spreads it out. St. Clair, a little bit of a short week. Ho- uh, Logan Ellis did get banged up a little bit at the end of the game on Saturday, but I think if St. Clair wants to be seen as a threat in the playoffs at all, they win this game because they because St. Clair uh, next week, yeah. they take on Marysville. I think they if they want to be considered – a threat in the playoffs, they go 2-0 and and finish the season 8-1, and or if you want to not give them the Roseville game still, 7-2 and is a very, very respectable record. Yeah, they should win this game and have an Indianapolis Colts week next week where Peyton Manning doesn't play. They go into the playoffs <laughs> rested. Coach Bishop texted me this morning, so it's so funny that I came up here to talk St. Yeah. Clair football, and he texted me. So, Dennis, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I like the way the Saints are playing right now. I, I was down on the Saints early in the year, uh, especially after week three. Like, you know, you're you, at that point you're like, wow, these guys are a distant second or third best in their league. The, the, I started turning when they went down to Gross Point North and came from behind and won that football game. And also, like, my eyebrow raised when I watched Northern play East Point mm-hmm. and struggled to win 8-6, to six, and then the Saints put 51 points yeah. up on them, and then a 7 nothing game for Northern with Lakeshore, and the Saints are putting 49 points up on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, maybe I've been a little too rough on the Saints. Uh, and I kind of felt that they'd do to tower what they did. Like, I, I guess I wasn't expecting 29 points in the first quarter, but 42-14 was kind of the score I was thinking as a final score. Is, it, is this the best team in school history? For St. Clair? 
No, Think about it. No, twenty. That twenty thirteen team was ridiculous. I'm talking I, about for what they're going to achieve. They got a conference title, right? And twenty twenty thirteen, they won their okay. conference and went to a state semifinal. Okay, that's fair. And so, I will tell you, as someone who played against teams, that right? team, yeah, that's only their fourth time because ever in school history. Look, look at it this way: like Marine City is a regional final team at worst. Yes, and we're thinking state final hopes, right? Yes. Roseville in one of the toughest is, divisions. Roseville's going to lose to De La Salle in the playoffs. No, they're going mm. to. Uh, De La Salle's the best team I've seen this year. <laughs> De La Salle's disgustingly good. Um, they'll lose to De La Salle in whatever, whatever round that's going to be, regional, something. Or districts, depending on. If Lakeview makes it, that throws a lot so of things So think about off. it. So, like, Roseville could compete for a state title if they weren't in the division that they were in. Yeah. So those are the two losses St. Clair has right now is the point I'm trying to make. Two teams that could win state titles. Like, that's going into the season. We did not think that was going to be what we were looking at with the Saints. No. No. And that's a credit to those kids. And I think, Dennis, you made a really good point earlier. I think it took them a little bit to find their identity. Because once they did, since that Roseville game, 51-28, 39-33, forfeit against Cousino, which would have been 70 four to nothing two minutes in and then tower 42 14 that has been a very well-oiled machine well that, that's what i mean like when when we went out to their camp like my question wasn't are the saints going to play hard they're going to play hard do the saints have some guys they got some guys yeah they got some dudes um my question was you know how much offense were they really going to have like i thought they would struggle to score points this year, they kind of struggled to score points last year. But, I mean, 49-51, 39-42, they're not struggling to score points. They obviously have some offense. I'm still blown away that Luke's got that howitzer for an arm. I just did. Oh, he made a throw in the tower game. He was on the run on, like, his own 47, and the ball landed inside the five. On the run. It was you unbelievable. You just look at him, and he doesn't look like much. And then he just just smokes one for 40 yards on a rope. And that, that's a big, big difference. Um, and I know this doesn't make a difference in playing football, but he's just so easy to root for. Like, you want him to do well. Yeah. You just He's so likable that you just want him to do good oh, yeah, things. Yeah, both Ellis's are. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's good for the kids that they're doing that. Uh, well, they'll, after this week, they'll take on Marysville. Marysville going to go on and take the one Mac bronze team worth its weight in Lamp Fear, and I think they're a talented team. It's just how talented, and I think Marysville's going into that game as the underdog. Well, I think Marysville's also going into that game undermanned. I, I think they are really banged up. Even the kids that are playing, I think, are playing hurt. Yeah. Um, and Marysville right now is in a, a, a bad spot, and I, and I just feel like if they get a win this week, Derek Meyer gets coach of the year. Just because of how banged up that yeah. I mean, you saw them last week, they were dropping like flies. Yeah, I, I think they've got their their work cut out for them. Um, and Lampfear again, uh, another offense that scores points. And I get it; they're playing bronze teams. If Lampfear is not in the silver or gold next year, I'm going to be upset about that. Like they're the biggest school in Madison Heights, and they're in the worst division. Yeah, like well, Bishop Foley's basically playing in the gold of the Catholic Central, uh, well, uh, the Catholic League, and um, Madison should be playing in the bronze. 
I know Madison was good four years well, ago. Well, I will tell you before size. last year, and this is part of the thing that I've talked about with him is my bias against Lamphere. Lamphere was the – they had five homecoming games. Yeah. They were – that was the game when I – when I saw them on the schedule, it's like, okay, probably didn't pay enough attention in practice as I needed to because I knew I was going to get two sacks, I was going to get ten tackles, and it was going to be over by halftime. And, I mean, before last year, their records, two and seven, one and eight, five and five, oh and nine, two and seven, three and six, one and eight, four and five, three and six, and that takes you back ten years. Yeah, this is a Division four school playing against D7 teams, though, and that's So Lamphere's going to have to bump up, and one of Clinton, Dale, and Madison's going to have to move down. They both should. But, yeah, no, that, that'll be something I think we do come the end of the season is, is draw up what we think the max should be next Who year. Who would be the other team in the bronze that would come up? Because Clinton – Centerline. Uh, yeah, Centerline should be up then because yeah, New Centerline, Haven and Clawson. Clawson's one of the small schools in the MAC. They can't move up. Centerline has D5. They have 500 and some kids. They should be so. in the silver. Yeah, anyway, but that's – are they uh, going to drop Hazel Park and bring Mount Clemens back? Yeah, <laughs> or, just, or just dissolve the MAC. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Marysville undermanned. Hoping that they can scratch and claw for a win and set themselves up for a potentially – Big game against St. Clair, but it's going to be tough. Lamphere and and Lamphere right now is Algonac a few years ago. Everybody's like, nobody wants to take Algonac serious, and then after two yeah. or three good years in a row, it's like, oh, boy, we got to take Algonac serious. Yeah. Yeah. No. How Lamp many playoff points does Lamphere even have with their schedule? Um, That's got to be terrible, Let me right? pull that up for you. They are a D4 team because they could play – Right now at six and one, they would be a three seed. At they have about forty nine points. For reference, Cross Lex only has forty seven. Yeah, isn't no uh, no playoff point is created equally, right? Because they're God. playing D six Elmont, but D six Elmont mm. is nothing like D four MLA City. D six Elmont would win the bronze going away. They would compete in the silver. They would, they would compete, compete in the silver. gold outside of Roseville because Roseville's just that damn good. Yeah, um, that's what. But we've said Ro Roseville should be up in at least the blue, if not the white. Probably the white, honestly. Yeah, D two, and they got all the Division one players. But that's Lakeshore should be in. Damn if you do, damn if you don't with these divisional realignments because you got to do every two years because you got to do a home and an away game, right? Right. But with the way the enrollments work in specifically Macomb County with the transfers, it's like... <laughs> the recruits? You almost have to realign every year. You almost have to to make this like Or just have a stable conference. Wacky idea. Hasn't worked for the BWAC for 20-some years. It'll be interesting to see what the divisional lines are next year when they redo it, if they do it based on playoff. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot on enrollment. It is gonna be or make me the commissioner of high school football in the state of Michigan and after three death penalties in the first week on the job <laughs> for uh, schools that are recruiting players, the recruiting will stop. It's like, what do you do with <laughs> Fitzgerald and Marysville? Yeah, they can't be in the silver and play against Clintondale and 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 it, center line. It's going to be get tough. playoff points. It know? is going to be tough. So, anyway, BWAC on the other side of this. BWAC break. on the other side, and we'll get to the uh, the the big one this week that uh, you will be at and that we will be focusing on very heavily in the next segment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. 
At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Guys, want to start at the uh, top or work your way up to it? Let's let's let uh, the the Cross Lexian people wait a little bit. Okay. Let's just so just so they have to sit there and stew for a minute or click around to try to find out when we start talking about them. So Yale Algonac is the big game this week. <laughs> down in the <laughs> down in the swamp. That game's better than I thought it was going to be when I put it on my calendar in July. Yale Algonac is a game where Yale, I mean they they got a really nice win at Emily City. A a like a dominating win. They played the toughest five teams in the BWAC, and we can talk about this when we get to the big game about how tough the BWAC could potentially be. They go to Algonac. I think Yale is a considerable favorite. I think Yale, in a different league, is probably a 500 football team if they don't have to play five playoff caliber teams in the first five weeks of conference play. So we like to kick the bronze around. Where does Yale fit in the bronze? Second. To Lamphere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in the silver, third or fourth. They are better than Hazel Park. And They're Clinton better Dale than Clinton. Uh, Clintondale has a little more talent than I think you they have like more talent, to give them but Yale for. plays better uh, disciplined football. That would be a close game. They're better than uh, who's the – they're not – Fitz would beat them, I think. Marine City. Marysville, I think, would be a slight favorite over uh, Yale. Um, maybe a – I don't know. Yale beat up on Northern, and Northern beat up on Marysville. Well, that they beat them up in a scrimmage. I, I, by I this point, I, th- in there. I, I throw scrimmages out the window after week, like one. No, um, but – Yale, I think, if they weren't in the BWAC, which I think the BWAC is one of the toughest, smaller division conferences in the state, would be would have a much more pretty, would have a much prettier record than they do right now. All right, we'll go Emily City North Branch next because again, North Branch is one of those teams that, that I've completely done a three sixty on. I, I wasn't very whatever. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I wasn't very high on North Branch coming into the season. I just felt like there's no way you can replace everything that they lost. And to me, they're going to end up running out here and going 7-2 and two in the regular season. It's a pretty darn good season. Yeah, I just – I mean, Folsom, you know, MLA City has a few very nice players that you would they would probably find a starting spot on any BWAC team yeah. in some capacity. But – they just don't have depth, 
and they don't have the guns to do it. And when you're in week eight and you're asking those kids to do it for their seventh game, uh, to be out there and battle and play 60, 70, 80 snaps against the North Branch team that's just going to run it at you and beat you up physically, that's a tough ask. Um, I knew North Branch was going to be three or four in the league during our preview episode. I, I was pretty adamant they were going to be like that second tier. So I'm not surprised at what they're doing. But could you imagine if the schedule was flipped and they played Cross-Lex at the end of the season instead of the beginning? Well, that, that's a double-edged sword because I think Cross-Lex, just like North Branch, is getting in a rhythm. Like I think at the beginning of the year, Crosslex was trying to figure out, much like North Branch is, and with the Furman offense, the wing T, once they get those, that, those th- things rolling, yes, it, it's, it's tougher to stop and it's a well-oiled machine, but that works on both sides. And yeah. maybe Crosslex was a little disjointed the first couple weeks and it wasn't hitting at 100%. So I see what you're saying, but I think the two teams they've lost to have also gotten better as the year has gone on. I also think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that you're going to get your second game between yeah. these two teams in the playoffs. Maybe a district championship. As long as Jake Townsend gets to play this time. <laughs> Seriously. Someone knock on wood just so we're – just so we don't jinx anyone. But, yeah. Actually, though, they didn't have Gavin Espinosa as a backup last year, though. They yeah. Joey Noel. I, I don't know. I'd still take him as a favorite with Gavin playing quarterback. It, it would – it would be a good game, but I think North Branch is it this one in North Branch, right? Yeah, in yeah. LA City and North Branch are in North Branch. Yeah, I've actually been kind of on the Spartans this year, and I, I like them. I think they play really hard. I think they make do with what they have. It's just not going to be enough against North Branch unless you guys have anything else. No, uh, I want to go to Elmont Richmond because at the beginning of the year we were kind of high on Richmond. Uh, we didn't know much about Elmont. We were hearing that they they were young. I go into this one, and I'm like, I like Elmont. I like Elmont in this game. I do. I know it's at Richmond, and Richmond's better at home. I just like Elmont. Is it more you're higher on Elmont or you're lower on Richmond? Are you well, going? I mean, kind of reactionary because Elmont oh, just beat Armada. Right. That's not a, a you know. And I know we don't an easy thing to do. I know we don't play in hypotheticals, but let's say let's just say the score is flipped, right? Or made up guts out a win 14-7 or they score go for two win 15-14. Almont loses three straight coming into this game. Are you feeling any different? No, because I'm looking at it going, well, Almont only lost by a touchdown and they battled and they had a chance to win whereas when Richmond played Armada that game was over in the third quarter. I, Richmond, I think, has started to they, – they've rebounded a little bit. They, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they should have beaten North Branch. They had them dead to rights, and they just didn't finish. They're a little bit of a different team at home, it seems like. I think Almont is the favorite, but I'm not counting out the Blue Devils as much because I know they have talent on that team. And I don't want to be too overreactionary from Almont beating an Armada team, a well, very I'm good just, Armada uh, team. It's high school football, guys. Quarterback is a big deal. And Richmond has now midseason gone to a freshman quarterback. That almost screams to me that they're working on next year already. Well, it's just 
you got to put the best guy out there. And I guess he's the word I got last week was Richmond and Benetti played well. He just made some freshman mistakes, and it's part of the process. I, I look at it this way. Um, Richmond's got hands down more talent than Alma. Alma's got like five or six nice pieces. Richmond has like 15 dudes. But Alma's got James Lusby, who's been there for, what, four or six years. Sean Misko's putting in his own thing at Richmond. They're trying to figure out their identity and who they are. And Alma's running the same stuff that they were running before Lusby got there. Brock Congers is a second-year quarterback who's just – a good quarterback. Just a steady Eddie, right? Yeah. Like, he's not going to make any dumb mistakes. He's going to manage the game well, and he's going to make probably three plays that are going to win them the game, like a, a first a first down pass on a bootleg or something. That's just Richmond's not going to expect. Uh, Mason Smith's probably the second or third best running back in the league. Uh, Brandon Hunsacker's steady Eddie on defense. Might be the mo- best mo- defensive yeah, player. Uh, a, a lot yeah. of people think he's the best. D yeah. guy in the BUAC. Measles, in my, another one. Yeah. They're a little wingback guy. The, he's, he yeah. just flies. Yeah, so I think Allmont's the favorite, and I expect them to win. I think if this was three years down the road and these two teams are there and Sean had a couple of years to figure out the identity of this team, I would give it to Richmond just on talent alone. It's. I think this is a big statement game for Richmond one way or the other. You come out and you trip over your own shoes – yeah, that's a big red flag going into what potentially would be a playoff uh, team in Richmond. But if you come out, even if you don't win but you battle, I think that's a good sign. And if you win, okay, you can just say they played two really talented teams and, and have started to refigure it out again and they've made adjustments. All right, now let's talk about the biggest coin flip game of the week, the game that nobody – we're really not sure what's going to happen. Um, team going on the road – playing a conference opponent. Marlette goes up to Harbor Beach. And Dennis, the biggest coin flip of you the You don't want to talk about Croslex and Armada? Oh, yeah, I guess that one is there too, isn't it? <laughs> we were in the BWAC, so. I know. I just wanted to dangle the fish out there or the bait out there a little bit. Let's and, talk you, about, and neither of you took it. Let's talk about Croslex Armada. All right. Goodness sakes, you keep putting it off. Dennis, all right, you get us started then. All right, well, I like both of these teams a lot. I've seen them uh, both uh, uh, a little bit uh, this season. Um, What Croslex does on offense is impressive. Like, I caught them on the night of nights. What Mm. they did to Richmond was ridiculous. They scored eight touchdowns on ten drives, and the two drives they didn't score on ended at the five and the one. Uh, I mean, the – but what we never talk about or don't talk about enough is what Croslex has done on the other side of the ball. Their defense is legit. They are hard to score on. Um, and then what I love about Armada is they say, this is what we are, and this is what we're going to do. Try to stop us. And so far, only one team has been able to. Yeah, and Armada is a... Like you said, ground and pound team. It's in Armada. Here's where I think it's going to be a big factor and at least swing it a little bit. It's supposed to be rainy on a field. Dennis, we went over there the other day just to look at what my setup is because it's a little different. The field's not in pristine condition. Like there's some spots that it's not going to take a lot of rain to get it pretty muddy. Yeah, 40 to 40, the field looks a little rough right now. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, you want my opinion? <laughs> well, let's. We're we'll, waiting. You'll chime in when you're ready. No, how about we'll, we'll, we'll get us out of the <laughs> I way. The, I see the light bulb up over. And then we'll just wind up Folsom <laughs> and let him go. Uh, one of the other big factors, Croslex, obviously a high-paced offense. Armada doesn't have a ton of players. They have what? I think they dress 27 guys somewhere in that range. They have guys that play both ways. That's going to be a tough, um, a tough situation for Armada. But if it's a rainy game, if it's in the slop and they can control the time of possession, that's going to be the pathway to an Armada victory. All right, are we winding up, letting them go? <laughs> I'll just throw in, I, I like both teams' coaching staffs too. So yes, it, it, that's it. that in and of itself is a nice little battle of They're going to be playing wins. chess out there, yeah. not checkers. I had a defensive coordinator uh, in the area, I'm not going to say whom, said that uh, Croslick's going to shut out Armada. And they said this a week before Armada lost to Almont. Really? That's how confident they are that Croslex is the best team in the area. I don't think it's going to be a shutout, but I think Croslex is going to win by 21 points, and I think uh, Armada should make all the memories they can in week nine because they're going to lose by 50 to Marine City in the district final. I think Armada is overhyped. I know they can run the ball, but Croslex is – you the. You always talk about, like, are they area good or are they state power good? They're mm. state power good, and I think they just caught Williamston at the wrong time because they're still trying to figure stuff out at the beginning of the season. I think if that game was next week, uh, Croslex wins that game, and we're talking about an undefeated team the whole season, and we're talking about, like, how state power good is Croslex. Like, we just went through the, the, the brackets with snooze, right? Like Yeah, did that during the commercial. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a state semifinal team. Like, Sage and Jake just went to EMU for a football visit the other day. Mm-hmm. We weren't talking about that over the summer. Look, right. how, look how much better they're getting. Look at the attention they're getting. I think at least going into last week, Jake was on max preps, one of the top, if not the top, uh, quarterback in terms of yards. Yeah. And that's without a game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think Krosluck is going to run away at this game. I don't think it's going to be as close. I, I think this is going to – you know how we were talking about North Branch, Croslex being a close game earlier in the season. I don't even think it's going to be the, that close. I ju- I've, I've said this. I think I'll know by the second quarter. I think if it's close midway through the second quarter, it's going to be a dogfight the whole night. But if Croslex comes out and right off the get they're hitting on all cylinders, once that train gets rolling, Dennis, you've seen it. It is so hard to slow down. But if it hits a couple hiccups and the the the, the catch 22 of the Croslex offense is if they make a mistake and then they make a second one it compounds fast in the Williamson game you blinked and you're down what two three scores yeah and you just and you haven't even gotten a chance to to take in the atmosphere that is the one thing with the the grow offense the high speed when it's humming it is almost impossible to slow down but when it just takes one or two hiccups Granted, they haven't had any of those since week one. That's when they can get themselves in trouble, and a rainy, muddy game could lend them to some trouble. You know, uh, LeBron James comes playoff time. He calls it zero dark 30 mode where he Mm -hmm. shuts off social media. Have you been paying attention to social media with the coaches the last couple of weeks? 
in terms of Legros pretty quiet. Hmm. He's been locked in. I've been texting him a lot lately. He's pretty quiet. Like I think Ryan Legros the one who's been tweeting the most out of the coaches. <laughs> I pay attention to that stuff. Like Sheridan's been really quiet. Um, these guys have had this game circled for a long time. I talk to all the coaches every week still, mm. and this is the most locked in Croslex has been for any game since uh, I started covering them. Well, Dennis, you know, when we went up there, their goal was first a BWAC championship. They weren't thinking about a, a district or regional title. They were thinking, hey, BWAC championship, win our league. And it started with, hey, LeGro said, you want to be the champs, you have to beat the champs. And they beat the champs week two against North Branch. Now they have a share. But um, I was up there for practice. LeGros, this pre-practice speech. Hey, friend wants to share, wants some fries? No, no fries. Someone wants to borrow a pencil? No, we're not sharing this week. Yeah. Get it through your heads. Yeah. I'm just like, again, um, Armada is big. And then I went back up to Crosslex and was reminded that they're a different kind of big. Mm-hmm. Um, Armada has been able to push most of their opponents around. I just have a hard time seeing them pushing Crosslex around. I guess the biggest question for me is, does Armada have a few tricks up their sleeves? Do they have something that they haven't shown all year that because they felt like they could push other teams around, that they haven't had to do anything else, and that they do have a few wrinkles that they haven't shown on film simply because they haven't felt they have to and Dennis I know they you had saw to last week well you saw Almont your, your one thing of them is they were a little undersized comparatively so maybe they felt that they could still get it done um that way this is the first time they go into the game probably the smaller team would you say that's fair I would say that that's fair I just for Armada to to win this game not only do they need Conan to do his thing which is rushed for well over 100 yards. But they need uh, Fodale this week, and that's not a name that we've been saying a lot uh, lately, but I think they need to have him get 100 yards too. Um, and, again, I think that's a big ask against this Crosslex defense. His I, kinda, to... I, I don't know if it's, if it's going to be a, a blowout, but I have felt now for really since the Crosslex-Richmond game, that Croslex is the team to beat. His Fodale's dad wanted to bet lunch on this game against <laughs> me. And I'd take him up on it because I know I'm going to win, but I don't really know where there is to eat in Armada. Hey, they have Blake's. Yeah, Blake's is good. Blake's is awesome. But um, I will. am I looking too much into the weather thing, or do you think that plays a legitimate factor? I don't. It would have to be a monsoon for it. To, I, I, again – Teams can still throw the ball if it rains. Right, but if it gets muddy. And Crosslex doesn't have to only throw the ball. Right, but. Roppy Townsend. Townsend might be one of the best running backs I, in the I area. get it's not just about throwing, but you're trying to hurry up. You're trying to move fast. It just makes it tougher to, to go at a fast pace when you're slipping, sliding around, you try to run. I mean, if it, if it starts raining tonight, Thursday, like it's supposed to, and then rains again starting tomorrow, that could be just a muddy mess of a field, and I act like this is the that, only game that, that's going to That can affect. hurt the run game, too. I mean, our, our meta runs the ball. What if you can't hang on to it? What if you fumble a lot? What if you fall behind and you're forced to throw? You know how else Crosslex can score? On defense. 
Because yeah. you know who plays defense? Espinosa, Slanik, all those guys. Kirk and they're all, they're all a threat to step in front of a ball and take it back the other way. All right, anything else on this game? Or? Yeah, I don't think good football teams use the rain as an excuse, and Crosslex is a good football team. No, I'm not saying they use it as an excuse, and I'm not saying that they're saying anything up there. Just that when you want to go fast, any condition that slows a team down, that wants to move as fast as possible, is a plus for the other side. And I'm sure I'll get a text saying from the crow going, we don't care if it's raining. Well, we practice in a parking lot, damn it. <laughs> practice uh, at the band practice yeah, lot. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. They were practicing out on the front strip by the main road in Croswell. It looked like something out of a, a, a hokey football TV show where they had to practice by all the cars. During my pregame interview with LeGro, you hear a semi-trailer just blast its horn as we go by. So. All right, um, I just I, – I, before, because the, the last segment we're going to do with picks. So, uh, Marlette Harbor Beach is an interesting game up in the, uh, the thumb this uh, week. Uh, most years you go Harbor Beach by 50, but this year is a little bit different. Beach seems to be a little down, and Marlette is having a, a good season. But is Marlette – I guess we find out, is Marlette legit this week? Yeah, I was I spent probably the most time on this game. Like, but what's down for Harbor Beach, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's like a thing. down year for Marine City. What's a down year for Marine City, <laughs> right? That's what, that's because I was looking at this. The thing I do respect about Marlette is they outside of Croslex, they're like the only team in that area that uses an offense outside of the hash marks. So I think that is like a legit thing that could well, help them win this game. They spread the field, and, and they have a lot of playmakers. Harbor Beach is three losses. They lost a nine-point game to Bad Axe, who is undefeated. They lost a 17-point game to Ubley and a seven-point game to Cass City. Cass City, three and four, not as good as they were last year. So a couple tough games. All right. Dennis, next game. Uh, I wanted to touch on Mooney, Whitmore Lake. Uh, they're both 5-2. Uh, and two. It's kind of looking at Whitmore Lake's schedule. It doesn't seem that impressive. It seems they have two losses to the teams that have winning records, and they have five wins against the teams that have losing records. And I've kind of become a Mooney fan, uh, and they've, they've now instilled Trent Rice into the offense. Um, and they're kind of fun to watch. Trent Rice just committed to Oakland officially. It's kind of been like under the radar that this is going to happen. For baseball. And, uh, for baseball. And we got to thank Oakland's coach for him even being out in football because he went up to Oakland's coach and said, I want to play football. Can I do it? And yeah. Oakland's coach was like, I played football even though I was a baseball player. Go play football. So if it wasn't for Oakland baseball right now, we wouldn't even have – and what a treat he is to watch, right? And that's with all the other weapons they have with Hazen Later and, and, and Everhart. That they have three number one receivers. Marco uh, Toronto wasn't even in the running for the starting quarterback job the first week of practice. And they're like, let's keep Brian Everhart alive so we have him for basketball because he's our best basketball player. And do you think they took a step back with Toronto at quarterback? No. There might even be better. Yeah. And Rice last week, by the way, a 93-yard touchdown uh, catch on a bomb. Then he uh, a little bubble screen. He went 74 yards for a touchdown, and then he returned a punt 60 yards just because he could. You guys got to do me a favor, and like if we get like a COVID shutdown or next summer, get Coach Q on the podcast and just say, start from 1986. Let's hear the stories. 
He, right. This guy's coached at every Catholic league school that doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> and he's got the best stories ever. Yeah, that is, that is uh, that, that is quote true. he gave you the other day uh, was so amazing. Do you want to be the homecoming game, or do you want to win championships? Yeah, yeah. that's so him. Yeah, I miss him. Uh, and then the only other one that I wanted to uh, bring up is uh, Peck at North Huron in eight-man football. Um, must win for Peck, or North Huron's the champs. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a tough battle for Peck. I, I would agree. Like, I like Peck, but North Huron just seems to be in one of those little phases right now where they're the, the team had to beat. the three kids come through that make an eight-man team. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see CPS this weekend, right? Uh, they play tonight, actually. You're going to see them, right? I was yeah. planning on going up I'm there. I'm excited yeah. to hear your reaction on the podcast about Trent Mitchell. That kid is so much fun to watch. He's like a beefier Amari Holler. A rainy day up in Carsonville. That's all right. They're playing Caseville. Game's going to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you were talking about the, the the what would we call them, pro- program woes of Caseville on last yeah. episode. I'm thinking, like, when did Brady start having his his summer get-together with the Wayne State boys up <laughs> I know. There? That- a little before then. We didn't burn down the town <laughs> that early. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that's probably what happened. What's the correlation there? Yeah, no. They were still winning when we first started, so – Okay. Not enough correlation there. We'll, we'll make we'll, we'll we'll double check on that. We'll also uh, officially do our uh, picks when we come back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And we are back here on the Good Try County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Brandon Folsom back in town for the picks. Dennis, let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. The picks are here. Amari Holler is into the end zone for a big red touchdown. 75 yards on the scamper. Foot race, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. There's the nail in the coffin. Townsend puts an exclamation point on this game. Do you play in the NFL? What's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Dennis, Marine City. Marine City. Paul, Marine City. Marine City. Marine City. Okay. Steinhauer into the end zone. Touchdown, PHN. So on the record, I'm the only one that took Northern. It's announcement of presence with Thor. I'm not sure what. Announcement of presence with the Thor. Going to hand it off to Tetler. Tetler plows through into the end zone for a Mariner touchdown. Fun fact on Hazel Park, as a JV basketball player, I dropped 19 points on Hazel Park. Fight! will score on a 76-yard trick play. None of his teammates came to the poor guy's birthday party, so. Oh, I went retro. Yeah, no, no. The, the, people aren't going to get that once I edit it out. Anyway, oh, come on. the picks are here. Brandon Folsom back in town. Joined us for the whole show. Thank you for that. But let's not waste any time. 
in uh, the picks. Dennis, let's give the standings real quick before we get into it. All right, our guests are actually in the lead after Taddy went 9-1 and one last week. The, uh, the guests are 59-11 and 11 this year, a one-game lead over Brady, who's at 58-12, and 12, and I'm sitting in last place right now at 57-13. and 13. Not a lot of time if you want to go back-to-back, -back, Dennis. To I, I'm confident. I, I got two weeks to well, repeat and, and, the, and the playoffs. Playoffs are a part of it as well. Anyway, let's get started. Marlette travels up to Harbor Beach, a game that, like we said, you think a year ago, foregone conclusion. This year, maybe not. Dennis, get us started. Who wins this game up at Beach? All right. Um, I know Beach is down and uh, Marlette is dangerous. I think this will be a good game. But until you beat the Marlette, I'm going with Harbor Beach. Brandon Folsom. Yeah, I, I really want to pick Marlette, but I'm going to go Harbor Beach here. I just I got to see it first. But I, I do have confidence in Marlette. I love their offense. I think Marlette will keep this close, but uh, Beach is lost. They've lost to an undefeated Bad Axe team. They've lost to an undefeated Ugly team, and they stubbed their toe against. Cassidy might not be the world beaters they were last year, still but that's program. still a program with pride. Marlette's going to, again, going up to their place, that's going to be tough. Let's go over to the BWAC. We will start down in the swamp as the Bulldogs of Yale travel to the shores of Algonac to take on the Muskrats. Brandon Folsom, who wins this game down in Algonac? This is not the toilet bowl I thought it was going to be in July. It's actually a pretty interesting game. I think Algonac has a chance to win at home, but give me Yale. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think, like I said earlier, Yale plays in a different league. Maybe they're three and four, four and three at this point. The two teams we thought they should they should beat or have a chance to beat, they've done so in convincing fashion. Give me Yale, and I don't think it'll be that close of a game when we get the score. Dennis. A couple weeks ago, I would have probably gone with uh, Algonac, but the Yale win over Emily City uh, has given me renewed uh, confidence in Yale, and I'll make this a clean sweep and say the Bulldogs win. Sticking in the BWAC, going to Richmond as the Almont Raiders, fresh off a huge upset victory over Armada. Jeez, didn't think we'd ever be saying that, did you? Um, take on the Richmond Blue Devils, trying to jockey for playoff position. Who wins this game? I'll, I guess I'll start since it's my turn. You know, this is a tough one for me. I think tougher than you guys are going to make it. Richmond just, their bounce back against North Branch gives me encouragement. They're playing at home. But I don't think this is the hill I'm going to die on. Almont, but a one-score game. We're going to get an update where Richmond's winning this game at some point. But ultimately, Almont wins just because they are more established. Dennis Stuckey. I just like Almont better. I'm picking Almont. Folsom. I wore my Coker Strong shirt to the gym the other day and hit a PR on the press bench. But Almont's going to win this game. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> just just the, little, the little quick brag. All right, MLA City travels up to North Branch. Broncos rolling. MLA City struggling a bit. Dennis. North Branch it, wins. Yep. North Folsom, Branch wins. North Branch. Uh, again, I like the way MLA City plays. They play the, the right way, the tough way, but that won't win you a game at North Branch. On to the MAC. Marysville goes down to Lampfear. Uh, the, the Rams back-to-back. -back. MAC bronze champions. The Vikings injured, battered, bruised. Brandon Folsom, who wins this game? Give me the uh, future Max Silver contenders, Lamphere in this one. Yeah, as much as I want to just 
push Lampfear to the side. They proved me wrong last year, and they've been proving me wrong this year. Give me Lampfear. Dennis? I'm picking Lampfear in this one just because Brady does not want to admit that Lampfear's got a good football program right now. Despite what I literally just said. Yeah, uh, I know, but you're, you're doing it with, I've got to do this. Just because I'm, I'm trying to stay ahead of Dennis in the standings, so I'm going to match him on all of his picks. That's why I picked first. All right, well, this is the last week we can really do this. Folsom Marine City. Uh, I want to go with Mom's Spaghetti here, but I can't. Got to go with Marine City. Marine City. Dennis, Marine, Marine City. City yeah. All right, well, that was the last. Well, next week we at least have to think about it. Um, in the other East China School District game, Lakeview travels to St. Clair. Brandon Folsom, get us started. Mac White versus Mac Gold Champs. This is a game where I said St. Clair's going to have to prove if they're a big playoff contender or if they're just a nice story. Who wins this game? Give me St. Clair. I think it's a great omen that I was on my way up here to do the show and Coach Bishop texted me and I haven't talked to him in two weeks. So I, I'm going to go with Coach Bishop. I've said for a few weeks outside of Anchor Bay, I think the White is largely bad and a bit overrated that I think the blue might have better talent overall than the than the white. So St. Clair will win this game at home over Lakeview, and they will be rolling into a rivalry matchup against Marysville. Dennis? I like the Saints in this one, uh, too. I, uh, especially at Saint, especially at East China Stadium. I just The Saints are rolling right now. All right. Port Huron Northern, no small task having to go to oh, just Mac Red Champs, Romeo on the road. I like the Huskies. I saw them last week. They play really hard. They have one of the better defenses I've seen in high school football. But you're going to the Mac Red Champs. You would have to have an unbelievable team for me to pick you in this. I think Northern has a very good team, but until you go on and do it, like I said, you win this game, you're my number one team next week. I, I will put that with a bullet, but Romeo, I'm picking to win this game. Dennis? Yeah, I, this would be the uh, uh, shocker around the state. Uh, I think this would be considered a huge upset. So uh, I don't think the upset's happening. Romeo at home, too tough. Folsom. Give me the Washington Township Bulldogs for the win. There you go. Another tough game for a Portion Area School District team. Dennis, you will be on the call at this one. 6.40 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff live from Memorial Stadium as Roseville travels up 94 to take on the Mac Blue Champions two times over. The Port here on high, Big Reds. Dennis, you get us started with the game you'll be on the call for. Roseville's a very talented team. Like you said, technically 4-3, and three, really 7-0 and oh against a very good port here on I-Team. Yeah, and my heart screams Big Reds, but my brain says, till the Big Reds beat them, I got to go with Roseville. Brandon Folsom. Yeah, I think last year they should have lost this game at Roseville, but Gabe Mose decided to have his coming out party. I don't know if the Big Reds have any players who could have a coming out party this week to save the game. So I will take uh, Roseville. <sighs> like you said, Dennis, my heart screams Port here on high. The thing with Roseville that concerns me a little bit is they haven't played a lot of tough competition recently. Like, how do you prepare for a Port here on high team when you're playing Cousineau and Tower and East Point. Like, that doesn't prepare you for Amari Holler. It doesn't prepare you for Gabe Mose. You know what? Screw it. This might be a dumb decision, and I'm oh. going with my heart. Give me Port here on high. I might have just given you one, but Roseville, their wins don't impress me a whole lot. 
Give me Port here on high. They're going to surprise you. I do think even if they lose, it will be a close game. All right, let's get to the main event of the BWAC, the coup de grace, the one Folsom requested to be here yeah. for. Cross Lex goes to Armada. Armada wins. They split the BWAC championship with Cross Lex. Cross Lex wins. No sharing for them. They get it outright. Brandon Folsom, you wanted to be here for this yeah. one. Give me the, the winner and why. All right, I think uh, the only thing more overrated than Blake's Orchard is the Armada football team. Give me Croslex. Wow. I already had it written in. I, you kind of said who you're taking in the last segment. So Wow, that that's – first of all, I will not take that slander from – at least the restaurant at Blake's Apple Orchard is very good. I will tell you well, that. Well, you better get in line now if you want to be there on Yeah, Saturday. I know. That's the only thing that sucks is if you go in the fall, <laughs> you have to wait two years and, and give up the naming rights to your firstborn child to get a table. Anyway, Dennis, you go next. I'm going to take Crosslex in this one, and I, I kind of made this decision a couple of weeks ago. I, I feel like they're the team that uh, we're, we're chasing here in, in the BWAC, and they've already got a share of the title, and I think they want it outright. I've mentioned this a couple times, and I Armada, I don't think, is maybe necessarily has as much talent and as much depth as Crosslex. But I said this earlier, the rain, I, I do think, will be a factor that helps Armada. I think that their defense is something that, hey, maybe we haven't given enough credit towards and we haven't talked about. Armada's defense has only given up 52 points on the year, Dennis. Their worst performance was 28 against North Branch. They're, in their loss, they gave up 14. I know Crosslex played Williamson, and Williamson's a lot better than Clawson, but... Armada's given up less points than Crosslex. That being said. Yeah, but I think all the points Crosslex has given up and been one in game. Yeah. That being said, I can't pick Armada yet. I think this Armada team is similar to what Crosslex was last year in terms of a coach building up a program, trying to get them to the championship level, the caliber that they need to go. I see this. This is... Crosslex North Branch a year ago where Armada's trying to get to Crosslex's level and next year they will be saying if you want to be the champs you have to beat the champs you have to beat Armada or you have to beat Crosslex give me the Pioneers but I think it's a close game alright so basically uh, Folsom and I agree on every game this week and you are with us on 9 of the 10 you went with the heart. You went with the big reds. I don't think that this is too far off the reservation. No. Because um, uh, I do agree with you. Uh, I don't think the big reds are going to go out and get embarrassed by anybody. It being uh, at East China Stadium helps a lot, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, or Memorial Stadium. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll, Sorry. We'll yeah, see. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Because St. Clair Lakeview yeah. was like the other yeah. kind of like, which way do you go with that? So we all take Harbor Beach. We all take Yale. We all take North Branch. We all take Elmont. We all took Crosslex. We all took Lamphere, Marine City, St. Clair, and Romeo. Uh, Brandon and I took uh, Roseville, and uh, Brady went with uh, PH. So that is really the uh, only game where I have uh, any opportunity to at least gain ground. Can't gain, gain ground on the leaders. Right. But I can gain ground on Brady, or Brady can separate and make it almost impossible for me to catch up in week nine. Well, week nine is usually the, one of the second most volatile after week one. So, 
Anyway. I had a horrible week one. I don't even want to. I fired the whole staff after week one. Anyway, Folsom, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Any parting words? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I still keep tabs on the area. I have not forgotten about the area, and I love listening to the show. You know, it's the first thing I listen to when I go to the gym every day. So No worries. And, hey, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get you on for a uh, playoff matchup between one of your new teams and one of your former teams. Yeah, hopefully. So. Dennis, you get the final word. Okay. We'll uh, talk to you on uh, Saturday morning when we uh, figure out who won all the games on Friday night. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.